Well, hello, hello. How you doing? Happy Labor Day to you. This is S. Anthony Thomas, host of the show you're listening to right now, the S. Anthony Says podcast, also known as S. Anthony Says, starring yours truly, S. Anthony Thomas. And this is episode number 179. And I want to thank you for stopping back. Now, I'll also be honest with you, I want to thank you for one other thing, too, because you guys keep raising the bar for the amount of plays and the amount of people listening to the podcast, because the podcast has been around in October on October 22nd will be the second anniversary of the of this podcast. And last week's episode officially today, actually, actually early this morning, officially became and this is episode number 178, the one before this one officially became the third most listened to episode of all time and climbing and i have you guys to thank for that not only the new people that, that keep coming along but also the longtime bastards my good old-fashioned original bastards who bring in the new bastards my beautiful bastards and uh to, to watch the sh- to, to listen to the program and i want to thank you very much i appreciate that i also want to give a shout out to the naked porch co- uh, podcast thank you very much for the five-star review on itunes i really really appreciate it here's the funny thing i use a chromebook because it's easier to carry around. I don't have uh, my laptop blew up and I got a Chromebook. So I can't even actually play iTunes or listen to myself on iTunes uh, because it's a Chromebook. So <laughs> so I can't even um, play my own podcast on iTunes. But uh, for those of you that can, and I know a whole bunch of you are listening on iPhones and things of that nature and iPads and all that kind of crap. If you listen to this podcast on uh, and you use iTunes, do me a, a huge favor. Uh subscribe to the show on itunes that's the first one then do me another huge favor if you can if you got a couple extra seconds uh give the give the show a a five-star review say some wonderful things about the show feel free to use words like delicious chocolate genius and i can't live my life without the s anthony says podcast five stars if there's one person in the world I'd look up to, it's that delicious chocolate genius, S. Anthony Thomas, and this podcast saved my life. My life wasn't actually in any danger. It was actually going pretty well, but his podcast is so incredible that he actually made my life so much better by listening to him that it feels like my life was saved of five stars. So if you wouldn't mind, do that favor for your Coco homie and give me some five-star ratings on iTunes, and please subscribe and tell friends I'd appreciate it you bastards (laughs) I do sincerely want to thank you guys you guys have been really 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 cool for the whole time that I've been doing this and it's one of the reasons I love doing this so much is uh, because of my interactions with you bastards and um, how cool you are so that being said are you ready my friends are you ready for episode number 179 of course you are well let's go let's roll that theme song now Well, my friends, how's it going? Uh, Happy Labor Day to you. And I want to say, hopefully, in addition to thinking about what Labor Day actually is, I hope you're also enjoying yourself because I know some of you are actually having the barbecues and some of you have your blocks taped off because there's a lot of kids jumping around in those inflatable castles and you got your barbecue and all of that crap going along, uh, going along. 
But then I started thinking about it and I realized by the time I actually post this, because it'll be posted the same day that it's being recorded. By the time I actually post this, there's a very, very good chance you're either going to be listening to this on your car on the way home. Because a lot of you say, you know, I listen to your podcast on the way to work or I listen to your podcast on the way home from whatever you're doing that Monday. So there's a good chance you're probably going to be listening to this on the way home from the barbecue. Or you're going to be listening to this on your phone and some earbuds as you silently curse your relatives for not helping you clean up after the barbecue. And you know that some of that is happening to some of you. But the reason I was thinking about this is because it's like this means that summer is that that's it. Summer, you're done. Kids back to school. That's what it means. And it reminded me of something that happened to me, not this summer, but a few summers ago. It was a it, it's it's the sanitation workers that come out in the hot sun and they work hard because you like Labor Day. You think about people busting their ass on jobs that are tough. Some of the people that we, you know, kind of take for granted, but without them, life would kind of suck. And if you don't think sanitation workers are important, that means you have never been in a city that's had a prolonged sanitation worker strike. And if you have, you know how important they are. So I remember a few summers ago, um, what happened was, you know, normally you see the same people for a while. These, these, are, these are good city jobs. So what happens is when these people have these jobs, you tend to see the same people. They're not going to give up those jobs. They're not going to give up that overtime. So you see the same sanitation worker f- for years. You may see the same sanitation guys or gals for decades. That's what you see. And it was the same case where I was. It was the same two dudes. You know, uh, we never really saw the guy in the truck. All you'd see is his left arm. But you knew he was there and you recognized the fact that for whatever reason, this particular guy likes to wear orange gloves. So that's all you know. There was orange gloves and the two dudes you always saw. The two dudes you gave a little extra money on Christmas time. That way they wouldn't take your trash cans and throw them on the roof occasionally. So one time. They come to the block and one of the guys is gone and you figure, okay, maybe he's on vacation or something. But who was he replaced by? He was replaced by a lady. A very, 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 very good looking lady. Now, when I say this, I want to make sure you understand that I'm not grading. I don't like to grade anybody's looks, but I'm just using it as an example. I don't you know. You know how it is. Sometimes people are good looking for their job and sometimes people are good looking just in just in general. I worked in a factory and we were all working in this factory and everybody in there was kind of go, either average looking or dopey looking men and women. And then one lady comes in from another factory and she's running the forklift and she was smoking hot. I mean, every time she came by, people would like be messing their jobs up, dropping crap, taking quick peeks. Oh, let me go get some Gatorade now that she's over there. All that kind of stuff. And everybody goes, she's so this, oh, she's this, 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 that she's hot, this, that. But then we'd get outside when all of the factories and all of the places would empty out. And there was a whole bunch of people there and a bigger mixture of people there and a whole lot of other women there who were really, really good looking. All of a sudden, in this group of women, in this larger group of people, she it was still cute but she wasn't as oh my god as she was in the factory not realizing the reason she looked so good in the factory was one she was pretty but two everybody else in the factory looked like shit and that's what happens sometimes 
You know, happens with guys too. A guy come in the factory, all the other guys in the factory look like crap. A guy that's a little bit better than average looking or kind of cute or kind of handsome comes in and all the women are like, oh God, he's so, he's so hot. He's so, I like to do this. I like to do that to him. Like, And then all of a sudden you walk out in, into the street and other guys who are decent looking and you know, you're like, he don't look too good out there. Why? Because it's the magic of being surrounded uh, by goofy looking bastards. Well, that's what was going on there, I thought. But then I realized, no, this woman is still good looking because I saw her around other good looking women and she still stood out. And I knew for a fact that she was extremely good looking and that we weren't all being it was not only good looking grade curve because she started to do the sanitation work. And all of a sudden, dudes that used to put their trash out at nighttime because they didn't feel like getting up early. I'm not getting up early to put my trash out. The hell with that crap. I'm going to do this at night so I can sleep in. All of a sudden, you could see that the word had spread out that a Tyra Banks looking woman was now outside taking in the sanitation bags. Oh, how did I know the word had spread? Because all of a sudden, dudes that didn't want to get up early were all of a sudden bringing out their trash with their shirts off at six o'clock in the morning because they didn't know exactly when she was going to be there. They usually be there, there between six and eight. But all of a sudden, these guys who did not want to get up in the morning to take out the trash, all of a sudden, all of these bastards were outside with their shirts off, bringing the bags to the curb. And then they'd come out every five or ten minutes chicken making sure the bags were okay there's never anything wrong with the bags we don't have any cats or dogs on the block that are running free if you put the bags outside the bags are fine but somehow these guys all of a sudden needed to come outside and check the bags and make sure the bags were okay or they'd come to the door stand on the porch and stretch and they kept doing it every five or ten minutes and i know there's probably a question in your mind you're probably going s how did you know that those other guys were coming outside every five or ten minutes to check their trash bags and coming outside with their shirts off and coming outside to make sure everything's okay and coming outside to stretch on the porch how do i know because i was coming out every four minutes with my shirt off checking and stretching yeah i didn't say i was better than them i'm just telling you what they did shut up stop judging me you bastards but she would come by and the funny thing about it is, is if you remember she's working with sanitation guys on a regular basis somebody she has something in common with somebody who's also making seventy thousand dollars a year and someone who's working doing physical labor so these are guys who are in kind of in shape not lifting weights at the gym shape the kind of bodies you get when you're doing labor they're, they're muscular but they're muscular in the kind of way that you would be muscular if you worked out in the wilderness and you were chopping trees and crap like that and these guys with their shirts off let me put it to you this way they were not chopping trees oh no they were chopping off slabs of bologna for bologna sandwiches. And I'll be honest with you, when I said I went out there with my shirt off, I did not go out there with my shirt off because I did not want her going, you know what I find really attractive? Cute guys with slight beer guts because I got news for you. No one has ever said that in life. Ah, ha, ha. Don't judge me, you bastards. I'm working out. Shut up. 
but it was really kind of funny to see dudes all of a sudden and it would be two people then three people then four people then all of a sudden there was a whole bunch of middle-aged guys with their shirts off on the porch and all i'm saying is it's amazing you guys are coming out here to try to attract a 26 year old woman who looks gorgeous because you want her to see her you want her to see you with your shirt off while you bring out the trash and quite frankly seeing some of you guys with your shirts off you might not want her to see that because she might grab your garbage looking ass and throw you in the back of the truck too you fat bastards yeah i include myself but i i mean no i don't (laughs) shut up but that's the funny thing man you know labor day man you gotta you gotta show respect for the people who do the hard work damn it people who bust their ass on a daily basis people that sometimes get overlooked right the only thing I don't understand, the only thing that would ever stop me from doing that job other than the fact that I do not want to do that job is the garbage juice or the trash truck juice. You don't see a lot of trash truck juice during the wintertime because everything is frozen, you know. But in the summertime, you will see trash truck juice. Now, you're probably going, S machine, what the hell is trash truck juice? You don't know what trash truck juice is? Well, I'll tell you what a trash truck juice is. I want you to see the trash truck when it comes to your block and it pick and keep in mind, make sure it's the hottest days of the summer. The kind of days where as soon as you walk to the door, you thank God that your air conditioner was work, air conditioning was working. Right. And you see the truck and it picks up some stuff and then the, the, the compactor comes out, crushes everything up. Right. And then the truck pulls off and it makes a sharp turn to the left or to the right. And then you see all of that liquid that comes pouring out the back of the trash truck. That's trash truck juice. There is nothing in the world worse than trash truck juice. People are fighting about the Iran deal, whether or not they should have an Iran deal to try to stop Iran from having nukes. One side says it works. One side says it doesn't. But I'm telling you right now, once that Iran deal was struck or is struck or can be struck or cannot be struck, once that's done, we need to find a way to stop trash truck juice. Because I'm not really worried that much about a nuclear bomb from Iran blowing up stuff. Not really. I mean, it's always in the back of my mind that that's a possibility. But you have to be more mindful of the things that can happen or are more likely to happen. Right? Now, have we had problems in the country with police officers shooting people? Sure we have. Am I worried about that? A little bit. I don't get pulled over that often. And the last time I did get pulled over, I'll be honest with you, I was a little nervous. I was a little bit nervous. I was more nervous that they were going to give me a fucking ticket for $300 and they were going to whoop my ass. But I was a little bit nervous. But I'm more nervous about trash truck juice. I can't stand trash truck juice. And the reason I can't stand trash truck juice is because for some reason, the neighbors to my left and the neighbors to my right put out a lot of food in their trash. And just from those two houses alone, the trash truck juice is multiplied. There's more trash truck juice that comes out. And I'm near the end of the block where they where the trash truck makes its turn. So sometimes, sometimes, when I come outside on the passenger side of my car, there's a whole lot of trash truck juice. 
which means I got to drive through trash truck juice, which means if the driver makes a really quick right turn, there's a high probability that at least a little bit of trash truck juice is going to get on my ride. And that's not a good way to treat the mighty Toyota Camry. Oh, no. I, I actually came back one time and there was a dead cat on the roof of my car. A dead cat. Now, what had, what had happened to the cat, which was unfortunate, was that one of the neighbors had uh, put down some poison from mice. There was some construction, and the cat ate a mouse that had eaten the poison. And unfortunately for the cat, the mouse didn't. You know, the mouse normally when when you poison the mouse, they they kind of go where they're going to go and die there. Maybe they'll die in the walls or some crap like that. But this cat caught the mouse before it got away, and the mouse, the mouse, of course, is dead because it was it was going to die anyway because of the poison. But then the cat ate the mouse, climbed up on the top of the car, didn't realize it was poison because the cat always sat on the top of my car, and I didn't even really mind it that much. Cat never, you know, the cat never really did anything to the car. You know, I did. I would prefer that the cat didn't sit on the top of my car, but it never really did anything. But I'm thinking the cat's asleep, you know, and normally what would happen is I would get in the car and I would just turn the car on. Because that's how the mighty Toyota Camry sounds. Okay, it does not sound like that. But the sound of the car engine, the cat usually wakes up, jumps off the top of the car, hits the hood, hits the tree, climbs up in the tree or hits the hood, hits the tree, hits the street and then calmly walks away. So I'm assuming that that's what happened this time. I'm assuming, you know, because it's, it's like our ritual. It's like, like you know, you watch those old Wiley Coyote cartoons where the Roadrunner and the, and the Coyote do all that crap to each other. And then at the end of the cartoon, it goes, okay. And they hit the, they, they check off like they go, they're going from work. See you tomorrow. I'll try to kill you tomorrow. <laughs> and then they go about their business. Well, this is our thing, man. This is what me and the cat did. I get in the car. I turn on the car engine. Cat jumps off. I was so used to the cat doing that that I never actually checked this particular time to find out whether or not the daggone cat had jumped off the roof i didn't know the cat was dead the cat was sleeping as far as i knew so i pull off and i'm driving around the city and there are cars going in opposite directions towards me and behind me everybody's honking and i'm thinking what a bunch of a-holes I'm driving properly. I haven't illegally switched any lanes. I haven't made any illegal turns. Why is everybody honking at me? People must be having a real bad day that they're honking at a guy who hasn't done anything wrong. What is wrong with these people? What is wrong with these people? All the while, they're trying to tell me that I got a dead cat on the roof of my car. So I go all I go about my business. I pull up to the drive through and I'm, people are looking at me like, what would you like to have? So, and I'm going, what the hell? I mean, I don't this is not the best I've ever looked, but I don't think you need to go. Yeah. When I come up, I mean, yes, I could shave. I could have a shave right now. OK, I brush my teeth. But, I, you know, I mean, what is the what is why is it just give me my damn sandwich? So they give me the sandwich and the soda and it's just staring. I'm like, why is this lady staring uh, what a weirdo so i pull out of the and everybody's honking nobody said anything nobody's even pointing they're just honking so i finally i go back from the drive through i pull back to the front of the house i get out of the car and i see the cat still up there and i'm going what that cat boy that cat sleeps hard i thought i thought i had relatives that sleep hard but the simple fact that they okay that cat's not breathing 
And I realize my buddy, the neighborhood cat who I don't know who owns the cat, probably just a feral cat, but it still was a nice enough cat that it didn't fuck my car up, was actually dead on the roof of the car. And now I have to get this dead cat who's now been sitting on the top of my hot car for 25 minutes off the car. And that is disgusting. So I get a plastic bag and I pick the cat up. <laughs> and I take the cat over. <laughs> and I have animal control. <laughs> get the cat as I go to the basement and boil both my hands because I accidentally touched the dead cat when the plastic bag ripped because the cat's body was hot and went through the bag and I had to touch it. Hold on for a minute. <laughs> oh, sorry, I just had to vomit. Oh, dead cat touching. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Now, having said that about the dead cat, I say that to let you know that as disgusting as that was, that was still less disgusting than trash track trash truck juice. Yeah, that's a long way to go to let you know how disgusting trash truck juice is, but that's my podcast, and if I want to take a point for 20 minutes, I'll do it. <laughs> you know you know what else is trash truck juice mean people mean people are trash truck juice too because there's really nothing where, especially mean people online mean people online are trash truck juice straight up trash truck juice because if you really think about it what is the purpose? What you see how see that's how that's when you know I'm upset about something when my voice goes up that high. You understand what I'm saying? What is the purpose behind the trolling? I remember even a couple of days ago, I put something online that was pretty innocuous. How innocuous? I don't even remember what the hell it was. I tweet sixteen thousand times a day, as some of you know. And all of a sudden I'm getting people and it's always somebody with like some with like a flag that's shaped like a gun or a flag that's shaped like a boot or a flag that's shaped like a bat. I'm more American than you, you libtard nigger. You niggers don't you nigger tard nigger lib nigger lib tard tard nig lib nig tard lib nig. I'm sitting there going, you know, I understand you want to use a racial epithet to annoy me. One, you're not even the 100th person who's used the N-word to refer to me. Usually it's a woman underneath me saying, oh, that's none of your business. But but as far as negative things, you're not the first person to call me the N-word. You're not the first person to refer to me as a libtard. It's like, really? And I'm not even upset by the peep, by what they say because I've heard it before. I don't know you. I don't care what you think. Anybody that would approach me with that level of negativity, I automatically discount anything you say. I don't care what you say at that point. You've already proven to be a huge a pile of trash, tr- trash truck juice. But it always amazes me where that comes from and what exactly is the motivation behind it. Do they really think somebody's going to I would like to say that I believe that, you know, I'm I, you know, I'm actually I'm, I'm, I'm looking at uh, even though I'm an independent voter. I'm, I'm you know, the people I'm looking at right now are all on the Democratic side. And I'm looking at uh, Hillary Clinton and I'm, I'm taking a serious look at Bernie Sanders because he says a lot of the stuff that I agree with. And, you know, even though I, I like Hillary, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm liking the stuff that Bernie Sanders says. And I think that, you know, he's he's kind of. I'm leaning towards voting for for Bernie Sanders because of the stuff. You limbtard nigger. 
You think you know something, nigger. You n- nigger. So they're going, yeah, okay, you, you've uh, you referred to me as a nigger a bunch of times. Do you have a point? I have a point. What is it? You're a nigger. Really? That's that's the point? So that's, you really think that calling me that's going to upset me? Yes, it will, nigger. Um, no, it doesn't. I mean, I'm not a big fan of it. I would prefer not to be called that. And quite frankly, the moment you use that type of language to refer to me, I pretty much uh, move you into the trash truck juice pile. You would move me to the trash truck juice pile, wouldn't you, nigger? Let me tell you something, you libtard nigger. You don't know anything about America. If you don't like America, get out. Um, I was actually born in Philadelphia, which ironically is the first capital of the united states no it's not nigger you really don't know much about history not really it doesn't matter i don't like you because you don't agree with me also you're a nigger you just you, you just really like saying that word don't you yes i do nigger is it because um we're not in the same room together probably nigger and you probably were you probably work in kind of a respectable business and you probably get beaten down by your boss because you're really not that good at your job. Oh, that's too close to home, nigger. You're probably really not that attractive a man. You probably haven't had sex with anything that didn't have a ring wrapped around it, a.k.a. your hand. <gasps> you're hurting my feelings, nigger. And you really don't think calling me a nigger is hurting my feelings. Is it hurting your feelings? Uh, no, not really. I don't really care what you think. Back to me dissecting who you are. I'm assuming you're probably driving some crappy car. Like I said, you haven't you haven't touched a woman that wasn't that you weren't related to in a while. Your job probably blows, and you probably think because that I'm a black man that I'm beneath you, or you probably are a little bit intimidated by me because uh, you know I, I'm free to be who I am. <laughs> That's kind of true, nigger. You know, do you really want to call me nigger again? I don't really want to call you nigger anymore. I just, I feel bad about myself. I know, I know, I know you feel bad about yourself. But did you ever think that maybe if you feel bad about yourself, that maybe calling someone the worst thing you could actually call them, that's not going to make you feel better. It really is not going to make me feel better. No, no, it's not going to make you feel better to call me nigger. I mean, first of all, it doesn't really bother me anymore because I don't care what you think. But second, I mean, do you really want to make yourself feel bad about making someone else feel bad? Kinda. Really? No. So tell me the truth. Do you like your job? No. You don't? No, I don't like it. Your boss is mean to you, isn't he? Yeah, my boss is actually a woman. Okay. Is she mean to you? Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you make as much money as you you want to make? No, I don't. Kind of car you drive? I don't want to say. Does your car work? No. Mm-hmm. So, um, do you actually know any black people? Yeah. And who who's the black person that you know? My boss. Oh, so the lady. So your boss is a black lady. Yeah. Oh. Oh, so you, you, you're mad at black people because you work for a black person. So not only is she a black person that you work for, she's probably a very attractive woman, isn't she? Yes. So you work for a pretty black woman. So she's a pretty woman. You have no chance at her. No. And she's black. And you're a little bit racist. A little bit. Mm, that's interesting. That's interesting. Listen, man. I'm going to I don't like to normally speak for all black people, but I'm going to speak for a lot of them. We're not really mad at 
at you. We just want to be treated normally, man. You know what I mean? We don't want to take anything from you. We just, we're part of this country. We just want to live here. And, you know, we have families and all that kind of stuff. We have that too. You know, we have families and children and all that kind of stuff. You know, nobody, you know, just, just, you know, just stop with the N-word stuff and, you know, let's just, just calm down. You know, you don't want to say mean things to people online. That's not helping you any. Oh, I know, but it, I know. So what I want you to do. What? I want you to go back to your Twitter. Okay. I want you to erase all the N-word tweets directed at me or anyone else. All right. Okay. Then what I want you to do is do what everyone else on Twitter does. Fit in with society, man. We want you to become part of society. We want you to be part of the group, the larger group of society. We want you to be part of a Twitter family. If you can promise me you will not be using the N-word and all that kind of stuff, you can be part of the greater Twitter community. No one will want to shut your account down. No one will be mad about you. All you got to do is do what everyone else does. Show everyone respect. Show everyone love. Tweet things that are that are that are that you think people will find interesting. Stop being mean to people. And you know, twenty percent of the time, tweet jokes about your dick. That's what we all do. Yeah, that sounds kind of fun. I mean, isn't that better than the N word stuff? Yeah, you are one of the good Nick people. Thank you, troll. Thank you, Nick. Uh, S. Anthony. All right. Can you go back there and you erase all that crap off your Twitter? I, I accept your apology, and I'm going to finish this segment, okay? All right, I'm going to go. I got a whole lot of tweets to erase because I was N-wording like a motherfucker. And stop the cursing, too. Okay, you don't have to stop the cursing because I, I, I curse sometimes. You know, I say I say some shit. All right, I got to go. This is going to take a while. No, don't worry about it. Just do what you got to do. You got all Labor Day to take care of it. It's going to take longer than that. I've been calling people the N-word since you don't want to know. Not a problem. Okay, can I get the hell out of here? I got a podcast to finish. All right. Bye. Bye. Anyway, folks, listen. All I'm saying is people that do mean stuff are like the trash truck juice. You know, they're like that. And we don't need trash truck juice. Now, just like September has rolled around and the cooler weather is coming. And with the cooler weather comes the cold weather. And with the cold weather is the end of the trash truck juice. But unlike trash truck juice, which will be back next year when it's hot, the trash truck juice of life, the trash truck juice of people, the way we treat each other like trash truck juice, we can stop it permanently by not doing all the bad things we tend to do. So I want to say right now, I promise from now on, I ain't going to treat it. Well, actually, I've never treated anyone like trash truck juice. But if there's anyone out there that treat people like trash truck juice or dead cats on the top of a car, you have to pledge to me, damn it, that you'll never do it again. Do you make that pledge? Good. I'm going to hold you to it, you bastards. Ah, Segment over. You know what, guys? I realized a long time ago, and I'm sure you all realize, too, that you can't help everybody. You just can't do it. Sometimes a person does some stuff that's so big, puts himself in such a big hole that you just can't help him out. There's nothing you can do. You can't help him. No. 
right? You want to help your friends out. You want to help your family out. You want to do things for them to make their lives better because they are, in fact, your friends and family and you love them more than you love other human beings because they are your friends and family and you want to help them out. But sometimes it's just too much. No, you can't do it. You can't do it. Oh, no. Right? Now, if your friend of yours is in trouble, if your friend of yours is walking and he's drunk and he's walking down a flight of steps, even if he's a big guy, what you do when I've been in this situation, the guy was about six, five, three twenty and he was drunk off his ass and I was going to take him home and he was half falling down the steps and I knew I didn't want his big ass to land on me. So I wrapped my hand around his waist. I wrapped my hand around the, the, the banister and I very slowly walked backwards with him in front of with him in front of me, me walking backwards down the steps down six seven eight nine ten twelve flights of steps backwards hoping that at some point this big bastard wouldn't just collapse and ride me down the steps like a damn skateboard oh god no i could have gotten hurt real bad if that happened but this is my boy this is my friend i put myself in danger and this was an aberration he didn't do this all the time this was the first time it happened and it was the last time it happened i got him down the steps got him in the car got him home but i was in serious danger walking backwards with his big ass in front of me I'm half drunk half out of his mind I could have gotten effed up badly but he was my boy and I helped him out because that's what you do with your friends the big drunk vomiting out my window bastard that's what you do he's my friend did I want to help him oh, that's right now that was putting me in danger you know that was putting me in serious danger physically but I did it but sometimes the problem that a friend has is so big, you can't help his punk ass. You just can't do it. Now, if the same friend, if I was looking out a window and that same friend had fallen off a roof and I saw him falling for some reason in this scenario, he'd be falling slow enough for me to see it. Because let's be honest, if he fell out the window, he'd be going down so fast you wouldn't notice him. But this is say, let's use the conceit that I could see it was him. If he's falling out the window, I wouldn't open up the window and jump out the window to try to grab him. Oh, no. It would not be physically possible for me to do that. I would be upset. I might even cry as I saw him fall to his death. But I wouldn't jump off the roof to try to catch him. I wouldn't stick my hands out the window to try to catch him. Oh, no. That's a little bit too much to do. Couldn't be possible to catch a guy that big or to catch anybody falling out the window. That would be too much. It happens all the time, man. You have friends that have problems that are so big, you can't help them out. I had one friend help another friend with rent. I mean, well, not help him, the friend with the rent. The, the problem that the friend had was not rent. The friend used his rent to help bail the other person out of a problem. He went to his landlord and said, look, I got a person who's a good friend of mine. I've been in good standing in this apartment. I need this money to help this friend out. Uh, can you let me pay the rent a little later on? I promise I will pay you back. You know I'm good for the rent. You know I'm good. He This just caught me off, caught me off guard. I promise, I promise, I promise. And the landlord was cool. And the landlord considered this person someone who just wasn't a problem. Someone who always paid the rent on time. Someone who wasn't even big deal. The landlord would sometimes go to people's apartments to get the rent. Never went to this person's apartment. This person always slid the rent under the door or paid it early or whatever. So he, the landlord, said to my friend, you know what? 
Okay, you, you know what? Instead of just paying me late, why don't you double up next month on the rent? But you could see in the landlord's face for a while after that, he didn't look at him the same way. He still liked him, still basically trusted him. But that super big smile of that's the guy that never causes me trouble. Half of that smile was gone. He gave him the half smile that I'm watching you smile. That you better not do it again. Smile. And my friend helped that friend out. That was within his capabilities to help the friend out. It was within his capabilities to help the friend out. But what happened after that? The friend got in similar trouble again within a short period of time and needed virtually the same amount of money again. And the friend who lent the money said, oh, no. Well, actually, he said, hell no, man. You got your damn mind. I'm the one that goes, oh, no. That's how I talk. But you get the point. So what's he supposed to do? Go back to the landlord and go, remember last month, the, 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 the action that I did that made you lose half your smile when you saw me because you had complete trust in me and now you're giving me the stink eye? Well, I need to take half of that smile back and maybe triple up on the rent next month. He didn't do that. Oh, no, no, no. He said, I can't help you this time, bro. You knew what the problem was. You had that problem. I can't say what the problem is, by the way. You had that problem and you did it again. I can't help you. So the person had to suffer for the consequences of his actions because he went too far he went beyond his friend's capability to help him you know like falling out the off the roof this friend actually this time caught him as he was falling off the roof and dragged him back over the side a dangerous endeavor this friend had walked down the steps i'm speaking metaphorically backwards like i did and walked him down the steps putting himself in peril by making by going to the landlord and asking for that big favor oh but this time he couldn't do it. Sometimes you can't help people. It's beyond your capability to do it. You just don't have the ability to help the friend because they go too freaking far. Now, those are more serious circumstances. And the reason I taught, the reason I said that, the reason I brought that up is because of something that happened to me in the gym a while ago. You know, when I was in good shape a while ago. I was working out in the gym and I was in my best shape, lifting late, lifting these weights, lift that weight, trip, lift this, run that, lift this, rowing machine, do the treadmill, lift, 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 and squat and lift and six pack and all big arms, big back, lift, 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 take off shirt, women, yum, 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 bang, 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 sex, sex, sex. But that was a long time ago. And I'm working out with a guy who's, I'm 5'8 and change. This guy was about a foot taller than me and 100 pounds heavier than me. And this was before he started working out. Before he started working out, he had that kind of size advantage. And we would work out together. He was trying to get his pro card in bodybuilding. And if you don't know what that is, that's basically the card you get as a professional that lets you be eligible to win the major awards and the major prizes in the bodybuilding world. He was trying to get to that point. I I don't know whether he did or not because that 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 you know that was a long time ago and I haven't seen him uh for a long time actually but we worked out together and I told him I am not trying to get massive like you because you I'm trying to be functionally fit I'm trying to get myself well I was actually in the best shape of my life at that point but I'm trying to stay where I am I want to be flexible and strong and fast and all this kind of stuff I don't need as much muscle on me as you are because muscle is a function of your sport but I do want to add a little more muscle just for the for the aesthetic purposes so he says okay and he's I'm lifting weights with him and we're doing reps and he's doing reps and I'm doing reps and then we get to the bench press machine. I shouldn't even say machine. It was the bench press rack. 
And this guy is lifting like like the only thing he didn't do was put a house on each side of the damn bar. So I'm bench pressing. And for my size, I was bench pressing pretty good. This guy puts on 45 pound weight plates, which are the biggest plates. So I started to stack on some for myself. I'm feeling comfortable. The guy's the size of a house. He's spotting me. And if you don't know what spotting means, it's an, it's an assist by another person because you're going, you as the working out, the person working out are going to do a little more than your body is capable of doing. This person will be there to assist you. So the weights don't fall on you and take your freaking head off. So I do my thing. And I said, you know what, dude, I know how much weight you're going to lift. And it doesn't make sense for me to lift my weights and then stack on all your weights. You do your set and then take off all the weights. And then I do my we need to just let me finish mine. And then I'll assist you putting the 45 pound weight plates on and then you can do your workout. So he helps me out, gives me tips. Looking good, man. Thanks a lot, my brother. So I'm helping him put on the nine million 45 pound weight plates right i put three or four on each side at the time because how strong i was back then and this bastard I'm, not only did he put on more weights than i did there was literally just enough with space on the end of the bar to put the clip that holds the weights on okay we had to actually i actually no kidding i we i actually put had to put my shoulder to the weights and force the weights on the bar and then put the clip on because that's how tight it was on both sides and so He's lifting, and I mean, he's lifting. Like, you know, he sounds like somebody's murdering him when he's lifting up the weights. So he goes, I'm all right, man. And, and then I walk, I say, all right, man, I, I hit him on the stomach as a joke. And he, goes, he starts laughing. And then I walk, I'm walking away, and I'm about to do some other kind of exercise. I'm about to do a lat pull-down machine. So I'm over there doing my thing. And I'm looking back at him, and I'm seeing his arms are wobbling now. I don't know how many he was doing because I was doing my own weights. And I look back at him, and I go back over there, and he's just, and I'm going, oh, man, how many are you doing? He goes, oh, you're going to have to spot me. I'm going to squeeze out two more reps. You're going to have to spot me. And I'm thinking he's kidding, but he's not kidding. And I'm, I'm looking at him, and his arms are shaking. It's obviously muscle failure time, which means it's going to come a point really soon where his arms and his hands are going to go we're out of here we're done we can't do anymore you should have stopped it was nice knowing you too bad you don't have a head anymore because when these weights fall down on your neck it's going to take your head off so now he's squatting again i mean he's, he's bench pressing again and he's pushing and he's pushing and he's pushing and i'm looking at him and his hands are shaking and his arms are shaking and he's going you're gonna have to scrap me and then he starts saying it frantically you're gonna have to spot me you're gonna have to spot me and i'm going at any point jackass you could just stop why you you know what i could barely I'm, i could put the 45 weight pound weight plates on individually but i can't lift this shit this is way more than i could lift i I could probably squat. I couldn't even squat this amount. I mean, in a and I was like, need to squat me. And then I realized he's serious. He can't get it up one more time. And I have a very short period of time to make sure that this thing does not fall down on his stupid fucking neck and decapitate the bastard. So I run over and I get one of the adjustable benches and I slide it behind his head and I crank it till it goes down. And I know I, I try to put my hands on it, but the weight is so damn heavy, even with his assist. I know I can't pick this shit up and I'm going to be standing over him as his head gets cut off. So I, I slide underneath him and now I put my feet on the bar. I'm behind him. His head is, how can I put it politely? The back of his head is, how can I put it politely? On my balls now. 
and uh, I'm pushing with my feet and now we're both pushing and his hands are shaking and I can see his fingers opening up and I'm going oh shit not only is he going to get his leg his, his neck ripped off I'm going to have both of my legs broken this dumb bastard so I'm pushing and we're both and we're the only two people in the weight room and you can't really see what's going on and it's a bad angle from the window to the room it's a bad angle people look by and they hear two dudes going die, 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 and all they see from the angle of the window is me on my back kind of seeing that he's there and it looks like i'm having sex with the back of this dude's head and the people are looking at me going looking in the window going hey that's a shame what's going on in there I don't really want to know what's going on. And they walk away. No one even comes in to help. So we're getting closer and closer to muscle failure in his hand. And I know if his hands give away, there's no way in hell my feet are going to be able to hold these weights up. It's going to roll right off my feet and still decapitate the bastard. And it's not going to happen. So I'm going, come on, come on. He's going, let's go, go, go. And he's got that way yelling. And finally, just barely get the weights up onto the rack. Click. Both of us, he is destroyed by this amount of weight. You know when you when the muscle just gives out? You ever just lift something so heavy where the muscle just says, I'm done, and your hands release or your arms drop something? If you've never lifted weights or worked out hard, you don't know what that feels like, but it's uncomfortable because it just stops working. It only it only happens for about 10, 15 to 30 seconds at the most. And then it kind of you kind of feel the sensation come back. But there's a point where your muscles can't go beyond, and he went there, and there's a point where my legs couldn't go beyond. And he went there because as the weights went up onto the rack, his arms just fell to the ground and my legs just fell to the ground. And we're both sitting there like, oh, hi, 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 like that. So the door opens up and apparently the people saw something going on and they called the manager or whoever this cat was at the gym. I don't know. He, he was maybe he was new. I don't know. I hadn't been going to the gym that long. I didn't know him that much. He comes in and. He sees us there. Now, by this time, my friend had gotten up, tried to use his arms, couldn't, had turned around on his stomach, just laid on the bench and was trying to shake his arms to get sensation back. By this time, I had stood up and I'm now my legs are wobbly. Right. Because I, I can barely use them. And I'm kind of like holding myself up with my my forearms over the weight bench. Right. And. I'm not thinking about what anybody else is thinking. I'm not thinking that. I'm not thinking that at all. But he walks in and he looks at us and he has this look on his face like he just caught a congressman in the bathroom with somebody. He's looking at us like, mm-hmm, I know what just happened. And then I realize, why is he looking at us like that? Then I realize there's a guy on a weight bench with his head between my legs. And I'm standing there barely able to stand up with my legs wobbling and he's and i'm thinking oh my god he thinks that my friend just took me to gulp city and he came in right after it you know but we're both kind of when <laughs> he's like look at these two get a room that's the look on his face get a room next time i mean nothing against you guys i'm all for it I'm all for all types of orientations and lifestyles, but this is not what the weight bench is for. If you're going to do that kind of stuff, at least go into the bathroom or something. Come on, man. That's the look that he had on his face. And then he actually said, 
What is wrong with you two? I have no problem. I'm open to all lifestyles and sexual orientations and stuff like that. But if you're going to do that kind of stuff, get a room. Go to the bathroom. You got a car out there. I know where the blind spots where the security cameras aren't. But don't do this kind of stuff in here, guys. And it's nothing against you. I would have said the same thing if I saw a heterosexual couple doing the same thing. And I look at him like, what? That is not what's going on, and he doesn't believe it. And then he looks at the size of the dude that's destroyed on the bench, and he looks at me, and he then he kind of looks me up and down, and he walks up to me, and he goes to my ear, and he looks around, and then he goes back to my ear, then he looks around again, and he whispers in my ear, and he says, wow, if you could tear him up like that, you could... Ooh, I wonder what you could do to me. Here's my phone number. And he starts walking away. And I said, hold it a second. Hold it. We're not gay, dude. I did not just I did not just get it on with this dude on the weight bench. What the hell is wrong with you? And this, what kind of crap is I mean, there's not I mean, I don't have anything against homosexuals. I mean, I'm one of those people that actually supports gay rights and all that kind of stuff, but that's not what's going on here. I'm not offended because you think we're gay or anything like that. I'm offended that you think that if we were gay that we would be blatant enough to to, to do to do the stuff like this out in the open in front of people and be all gross like that. This is the middle of the day and you think I'm banging this guy? Come on now. You think I'd bang him? That's what I say. Now, by this time, my friend's arms are now starting to work. And he gets up and he looks at me and he's like, and what's wrong with me? And I said, there's nothing wrong with you. He goes, you know what? I mean, you'd be lucky to get some of this, he says. And I go, what? What? Is that? And he's over there thinking that we're gay. And he's thinking that you would leave me like this afterwards. No, I would leave you like that if we ever did it. And I looked at him and I said, if we were gay, I would tear you up. I would wear your big ass out. Okay, you think your arms are wobbling now? If I and then we looked at each other like, what? What? We're, we are actually so competitive now as dudes that we're saying who would be better banging the other one. And I'm going, hold it a second. And then we started laughing. And the manager comes over and realizes we're not gay. And he goes, too bad. And then he snatches his phone number out of my hand and walks away. And then I look at my dude and I go, I'm not spotting you, stupid. This is all your fault. And he goes, no, you ain't spotting me. I said, no, I said, hey, 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 I did save your life just now, jackass. If I wasn't for me, you, he would have walked in and he would have still hit on me. But he would have said, now that your friend's head's been ripped off by lifting nine million pounds and having the thing fall down and chop his head off, I guess that means you're single. Now He would have still walked away disappointed because I'm not gay, but this, it's still you would have been you need to say thank you to me and he goes you're right i'm sorry thank you and i said you're welcome and i high-fived him and then i walked out and then when i turned back around and before i left the room and i said but by the way if i was i would still wear your punk ass out yeah that's right he said no i would wear your ass out and i said this is getting weird again and he said this is getting weird again and then i left But it is true, though. You can't help everybody. Just like that guy with the weights, man. It was so much weights. I mean, just just just. I mean, I'm sitting there. I got my feet. I literally had my feet around this guy's head and my feet on the bar, trying to make sure that the weights literally don't fall on his neck. And we finally get the bar up. And and you know and and <laughs> you know, 
But the thing about it is, if, if I'm, I'm not in that kind of condition right now. I was in the best condition of my life, and with his assistance, with my legs, barely got that over there. If I was in the condition I'm in now, he'd be dead right now, because I would have still tried to assist his ass by going to get help. And I'm not crawling underneath that shit. <laughs> right? But we've all been there before. You had a person in your life, you know, maybe they got a drug problem and you try to help them again and again and again and again. You know, and you see them do things out in the streets. Maybe they, you know, maybe they, uh, you know, they steal from their job or maybe they do, you know, they do something horrible or, or they make bad life choices. But at some point, at some point, it gets so bad that you got to get rid of them. You know, I know a guy and he's a real good guy. He's one of those guys that just helps anybody if you need help this cat is there to help you that's the kind of man he is and i'm not one of those guys too but i don't go as far as he did because there are people in his life that he cut off eventually that i would have cut off five or six years earlier literally five or six years earlier relative friend i don't want to identify who this person was to him but someone close and he's trying to help the guy again and again and again and again and what did the guy do he starts stealing from other people and eventually it started stealing from my friend who was the one trying to help him the most. And he stole from him some, some shit that was very important to him. Didn't matter to him that he was damaging my friend's business. He stole from him and messed up. My, and my friend was, was able to recover really quickly. But what if he wasn't able to recover quickly? What if he, what if he couldn't, didn't have backup equipment to do his job? What if he didn't have that? He would have been SOL, man. Shit out of luck. And he realized he had to get rid of the guy because the guy fucking, you know, either he didn't give a crap or he was too far gone. And you can't have that. You've got a wife and kids and you're trying to help somebody and somebody steals something from you that's important to your business. It's like that friend that, that I mentioned in the beginning of this segment that helped that friend with the rent and stuff like that. I wouldn't have been able to do that because at that time in my life, I had a girlfriend I was living with. I wasn't going, I couldn't take money uh, out of my uh, household and, and because you're stupid and, and risk my woman's place of living. Oh no, 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 no. That's my woman. And at the time, and at that point in my life, I thought that was going to be the mother of my children. You think I'm going to risk this, this, the, the home or the mother of my children. If, if uh, it turned out we broke up cause she's nuts <laughs> and I was a loser. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, but uh, you think I'm going to risk that for your punk ass? Cause you did something stupid. It wasn't like life or death. You just would have gotten a lot of trouble, but you made that decision. Sometimes your friend or the relative or the person close to you is like that dude at the fucking bench. Sometimes you can put your feet underneath and risk your own ass to help the bastard. But sometimes you're in a position like I am right now where I'm not in a physical condition where I could even have helped this punk ass. I would have had to run to get help because I wouldn't even have thought of crawling underneath there, putting my legs on on the bar to help his ass. Because I, I know I don't have the physical strength to do that. I'm not in that kind of shape yet. Sometimes you can't help the bastard. You just can't do it. And it's a shame. Sometimes you got to let the bastard loose. You know, but that's a shame. Because like I said, if that guy had that bar over his chest right now, this would be the, the podcast would sound like this. You know, I just would like to dedicate this podcast uh, 
to this guy I met at the gym who thought I was going to spot his ass, not realizing I'm not, not in that kind of shape. And the jackass was lifting way too much weight. So I ran into the other room to get some other dudes to help him out. And when they came back to the room, they did help him out. They helped him out by mopping up his guts and uh, calling his next of kin because the dumb bastard got his chest ripped open by having 9,000 pounds of weights lifted, land on it, and roll down his neck and pop his head off because he's a dumb bastard and should have stopped lifting. <laughs> well, like I said, man, sometimes you can't help everybody. You can't help everybody. You can only help the people that you can help. It's just the way of the world, my friends. You can't help everybody. But if you can't help, help. You dig? Segment over. Well, folks, that has been episode number 179 of the S. Anthony Says Podcast. And I want to thank you very, very much for listening and for putting up with my crap for an hour every week. I really, really do appreciate it. I want to give you another thank you and thank you and thank you for, um, like I said, making last week's episode the number three episode of all time for this podcast. It's kind of weird that that actually happened in a week. Uh, And it's really weird because it's been happening like the last few weeks. Like I said, these these episodes, so many people have been listening to them and, and recommending them to people that have been like rocketing up the charts in short periods of time on the all time list. And I, I really appreciate that. And I mean, all kidding aside, I really, really do. And I really do consider it an honor that you guys uh, put up with my crap once a week. I really, really do. All kidding aside. But there's something else I want to say, folks. And it's important that I tell you this and I say this to you. You better keep it up. Because I'm telling you right now, if this week this time next week i'm recording the next episode and this episode does just kind of good but not as good as the other ones i'm gonna be pissed off at you bastards do you understand don't you understand when you download me into your iphone xjy 65.6 x iphone 9 iphone 6 sf iphone 65 whatever the hell the number is or when you download me into your android lollipop jelly bean mars bar chocolate covered hot dog whatever kind of wacky name they give to it don't you realize that this podcast is not just from me it's a part of me yeah the spirit of me is in your phone or your device especially your phone yeah that's right and if i check these stats a couple of days after this and this episode isn't doing as good as the other ones i'm gonna be ticked off and i'm gonna be ticked off and in your phone punks yeah that's right I know what you do with your phones. Don't listen to me, dudes. I know you're a faithful guy. You're not cheating on your wife. But I also know that on occasion, you take your phone and you turn it into landscape mode. And you're acting like you're looking up something on your phone. Or you're acting like you're playing a game. But really what you did is turn on the 12 megapixel camera and zoom in on that woman's breasts and you put it in a file called UFC knockouts on your phone because you know damn well your wife's not going to look into that because she doesn't want to see that bloody mess she leaves the room when that crap comes on television and always ridicules you for watching something so violent so you put the cow the big catalog of boobs that you videotaped that took pictures of on the street and that file and you think you're safe Oh, well, you're not safe. Oh, ha, ha, ha. You're probably laughing right now, ladies. Ha, ha, ha. That's not cute. Yeah, right. Like you didn't go to the basketball court and zoom in on some dude's p- 
pecs and sweaty buttocks. Yeah, I know you did it. And then you put it in a file called um, things to do. And in the first few things you do is you have, and he is not to, to do list because, you know, he doesn't want to go in a file called to do list because he knows he's going to make you you're going to make him sit on the couch and listen to stories about all of that crap when he does all he wants to do is drink a beer and turn on the television and you know he's not going to look in there i know you both think you're slick but i now know what's in those files i know what's in the ufc fights files and i know what's in the to-do files it's just pictures of other people's butts that are and i know it and their boobs are pecs and balls and stuff think you're slick but either i'm telling you right now you you better recommend me to people right now damn it you better download you better play every damn episode you better recommend me to friends you better give me a five-star review on in on pod on the itunes and all of that crap you better get it done because if you don't Remember, I'm in your phone, you sick bastards. And you know what I'm going to do? Yeah, that's right. I'm telling you now. I'm going to use the front-facing camera to wait until the other of the spouses is using the other spouse's phone. And they're going to just pick up your phone and and innocently be looking at the time because the phone's left on the table. Or they're going to do a quick look because they know on those little icons on the screen it's going to have the weather or some crap like that. And I'm going to wait till they're looking at it. And as soon as they get close enough, I'm going to pop open that UFC file and she's going to see those perverted pictures you took and those videos of boobs walking down the street yeah that's right and lady you think he's gonna be happy when i show the files of you walking down the street seeing some dude with a nice ass on the basketball court where you zoom in and he's in and you can you can hear you saying mm, when he does something oh that's right and then you that's right and he and you're and don't laugh dude just did the video the audio's on your video too and you're going man look at them things yum yum that's right you're both guilty i know you're not cheating but you're still both perverts and i'm gonna expose both of you bastards to the other bastards so that's all i gotta say damn it i'm gonna check the stats next week and i better see some good numbers or i'm busting everybody that's right huh i'm not actually in there phone it's just the, the podcast i can't do that <clears throat> What are you saying? I'm, I'm talking to the, the uh, tech guy that's not really here because I'm actually in the office my, by myself, but I'm pretending that someone else is here for the purposes of the sketch. So what are you saying? I can't actually get into their phone. They're just listening to my podcast. I can't actually go into the files on their phone and expose them for the disgusting perverts that they actually are. This is pretty much an idle threat, really. Oh, then I should probably just end the podcast because I embarrassed myself. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, well, screw you, person that's not really here, but is only here for the purpose of being in this sketch at the end of the show. Forget you. I'm going to go back to talking to them. Anyway, guys, thanks for stopping by. <laughs> Much love to you all. Uh, do me a favor. If you're not following me on Twitter, because I noticed uh, I saw some people uh, from uh, Great Britain that started listening to the podcast Hello, my friends overseas and some new Canadians. Hello, my friends from about 400 miles above where I am right now. <laughs> How you doing? Uh, I just want to say thank you guys for coming along. Make sure you spread the word in Canada. Make sure you spread the word uh, in the United Kingdom. Tell all your friends, okay? And if you're not following me on Twitter, please do so. There's two places where you can follow me on Twitter. The first one is, of course, my name, at S. Anthony Thomas. And the podcast Twitter is at S. Anthony Says. So make sure you do that. And um, 
for those of you that don't know the email address, the email address for me is the S. Anthony says podcast at gmail.com. I love to hear those kind words. Much love to you all. And thank you very much for the stuff that you said. I, it really does. It really is kind of heartwarming and I appreciate it. So, folks, I want to thank you again for all that you do. And I will see you again next week. Hope you enjoyed your Labor Day. I enjoyed spending this time with you. I will see you next week. Much love to every last one of you. And S. Anthony out.